Hey guys, I'm Shadwat. And this is Sumana. And this is Criminal Vortex. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so today is... Um, I still don't know what to call these. Is it Shadwari-centric? Yes. Shadwari-centric? I don't know. Man. Whatever, you get the point. But uh, I am doing a case. Like, I'll be t- telling Sumana a story. And she doesn't know what the case is about. She doesn't know anything about it. I think you know about this. But have I mean, you heard this? Yes, once you told me the name, I did figure out that. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'd love to listen to you tell me the story. Yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, this isn't actually very widely covered. I think only Crimes of Passion did it and mm-hmm. some other podcast, but not a lot of people know about this. So that's nice. So who are we talking about? We're going to be talking about Trang Ho and Sinedu Tedes today. Okay, so a uh, quick disclaimer, all of the information provided in the uh, podcast is acquired from the internet. We do not vouch for any of the uh, any of the information. We have not been personally there. This is all the information that we have acquired from the internet and are providing here in this podcast because we are really interested on the topic and this is for educational purposes. So keep that in mind and enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. So where are we going today? We're going to USA. We're going to Harvard, Boston. Harvard is in Boston, right? Wow. Good research. Hmm. So it was finals week in Harvard. It was a Saturday and the last exam of the semester. And Senator Tedes did something she would have never done in a lifetime of untainted achievements. She missed a test and was marked absent. This would be one of the many small but unnoticed signs that something was terribly wrong with the bright and incredibly intelligent 20-year-old from Ethiopia. But since it was the weekend, it would take Harvard a few days to... I'm I'm so interested. I'm so excited that I'm actually working to make it seem like a real fucking podcast. I'm not working. I'm just coloring. But, you know, Uh. I'm so excited. But it would take Harvard authorities a few days to learn of her absence. Family, friend, family, friends, fellow students, and even concerned Harvard authorities wouldn't know of how isolated and desolate the two, 20-year-old had become till after the incident. Sinero had become very isolated under the tremendous pressure of the school and campus. Although she maintained a B average in her pre-med courses, the pressure, the pressure was really getting to her. But to anyone who asked, and several actually did, she'd say she was absolutely fine. I mean we all do, who would want to give a huge rant to random people, you know. It always but, feels wrong. To yeah, it does. Dude, I, anybody. I don't even nag you because I think it's going to be wrong. It's like I'm waiting for 15 minutes till you come online and I can text you. And it's like, because I've already texted you once, right? Don't, it's like, just I have- call me. My dumb brain doesn't read text half of the time. <laughs> I was I was even called with my grandma because she's uh, going over. So a lot of stuff happened like in close proximity. I was really yeah. not well last week. So to all the people who uh, excused my presence in the last episode, I'm really thankful. Yeah, for I mean, I'm glad time. to have you back, bro. So. It was Sunday morning and Sinedu was up at 8 in the morning. She roomed with Trang Ho, who was fast asleep in her bed. Sinedu crept up 
to the side of Trang's bed, clutching a five-inch folding knife by her side. She took another step forward and Trang started to stir. Sinada could feel her heart racing, but she had made up her mind. Firmly gripping the, her knife, Sinedu stabbed her sleeping roommate. Blood poured out of the wound and Sinedu kept stabbing her. And Sinedu kept stabbing her until Trang stopped moving. With shaking hands, Sinedu walked to the bathroom, soaking in the blood of her roommate and hung herself from the shower, from the shower rod with the rope she tied her bathrobe. But why is why did she do what she did is what you might be wondering. But first, I think we should take the time to know who these two girls were and what kind of lives they led up till now. And maybe you'll figure out why she did what she did along the way. Uh, not that I'm, you know, not that what she did was right, but you might kind of figure out the motive. So, Senator Tedes was born to a father working as an administrator of several government schools. She was 20 when she died and was the youngest of five children and had grown up in a relatively well-off family. But during the times... <clears throat> And had grown up in a relatively well-off family, but during times of chaos and murder in Ethiopia, her own father was taken as political prisoner when she was just seven years old. Now, many people point out that this couldn't have been the only contributing factor to why she murdered Trang and killed herself because her siblings also went through these tragedies, but turned out just fine. So what really went wrong with Sinedu or did anything really go wrong at all? Now, I read an article that criticized the book Halfway Heaven, and like I would probably want to talk about this after the entire case, I mean, after I'm done telling the story, but just like uh, a little tidbit here. Now, the article said that the author very easily labels Sinedu as mentally insane or something, and I feel like we do that, like when we do that, we distance ourselves from the fact that each and every one of us are capable of committing a murder like this and just saying that someone's mentally insane and just you know rushing over that and not taking the time to know why someone did that i don't think it's right but like you, you know do each their own but i just feel it's really wrong to label someone mentally insane immediately and the thing is she actually did try to get help senado did and sadly, she wasn't given the um, given enough counseling or proper counseling, actually. So back to the story. While her father was held captive, Sinedu's mother worked long hours as a nurse. All of her children tried assisting her in chores, but she always waved them off. She wanted them to study and become something. Now, after released from jail, it's speculated that Sinedu's father may may have suffered from PTSD, and her parents became paranoid. They discouraged their children from forming bonds outside their family and said that nobody could be trusted. After ninth grade, she scored incredibly well and got into ICS, which is one of the best schools in the country of Ethiopia. In SAT, in SATs, mm -hmm. she received the second highest score after Neb Talahu and received full scholarship to Harvard. And I'm sure she was more than elated, but like I couldn't relate because I didn't get into the college of my dreams. <laughs> right. So, however, she was unable to keep up academically when she arrived at Harvard and she made 
absolutely no friends not even with the relatives that she had in the area which was my biggest fear going to college because i'm not going to know anyone in college especially because it's online how do you make friends online i made one friend nice man however she was unable to keep up academically when she arrived at harvard and she made absolutely no friends even when she had relatives in the area like she would she was very disconnected with her family and she wouldn't visit back home she visited she went back to ethiopia once in 3 years and she never went to her relatives who lived in the nearby area of brookline she just she just didn't do that it's yeah it's brookline Yeah. No, it's not Brooklyn. There's a different place called Brookline. Even I thought that I was being dumb huh? and reading it as Brookline, but there's a place near Boston. It's like a suburb called Brookline. <laughs> USA is difficult. Right. Yeah, Honestly, man, I yes. don't. I, I kind of vibe with her at this point because uh, I live very man. close to my relatives. Like my my aunt lives like around ten minutes away from me. and mm-hmm. i can count on just one hand with my fingers how many times i visited her last year it's sad <laughs> so trang ho was born at the tail end of the vietnam war so she too was born into an ongoing war and surrounded by a lot of tragedies when she was just 5 she moved in with her grandfather while her parents were held captive by the government there and after returning her parents wanted her to have a good life where she could study and make something out of herself so they wanted to move to america which promised success the land of them dreams Can't she was the same man same like I, i i feel like us is the one place that i do not want to go to now well so honestly like, i'm going to mumbai the city of dreams yes No, but like it's the thing is, I'm going to Pune. There are if we go to US, like I think it's one con is the one country where we find a lot of Indians, and but then again, those Indians are all whitewashed, and there's a lot of racism. So I just, I don't think I really want to go there. But then again, which country isn't racist to people that they don't know? I mean, we're racist to foreigners. We are Stay in your home countries, foreigner, man. We are racist to foreigners in a different way. You know, we pretend yeah. they are really special, and yeah. I can see how annoying that can get. Because every time exactly. I go to some tourist place, I'm visiting, but then it's the, the funny thing is in in India specifically. If I'm going somewhere, I remember how people just f- uh, flock the uh, the white people, just like. trying mm-hmm. to get really around them and all being like excuse me sir can i help you namaste namaste and it's mostly us still being colonized while the british have left long ago i guess because in my head i'm like you should do that to me too cuz mm-hmm. technically i'm also a tourist so. <laughs> but you don't look like one so that's that. i try to blend in I don't like being noticed in general. Same, same, so it's mostly same. just me wearing really dark clothes in summer <laughs> looking like a very shady person. Okay. So 
she was the elder sister no sorry she wasn't the elder sister she her elder sister and her father moved to usa without much troubles and she settled in boston in 1986 when she was 11 but her mother and her sister were stuck in vietnam and were harassed by the government officials under technicalities and what not so in boston technical school she more than excelled even though she had so much going on with her mother with her mother not being able to come to usa and stuff and i'm sure that's very anxiety inducing even for a kid who probably doesn't understand why her mother is not able to join them mm-hmm. but she remained positive and motivated it was as if she dove head first into her studies to distract herself from what i was was going on in her life her dream was to become a pediatrician she sounds like an and amazing person Like yeah, even with really everything is. going on, she sounds like such an amazing person. I would love You'll get to know to hang how, out with her. Like yeah, she, she genuinely was, is a nice person. She really was the sweetest person like ever. And even when she and Sinidu fought, she never ever said anything that would hurt her. She always tried to she really understood uh, you know what could hurt Sinidu. because they um, both came she, from a place really, of uh, extreme uh, issues like these are very difficult psychological issues because i understand yeah. the whole idea of not getting a visa at some point cuz and maybe not in like a stressful situation where your life depends on it but whenever we went on tours and stuff um, not getting a visa in the last moment is so anxiety inducing and i could i could relate with the mental stress of that of course i've not yeah. been through the same thing and obviously she's she sounds so strong she's she's very wow. strong and she's like the sweetest person that i've ever heard of mm-hmm. but yeah so in 1992 when trang was 17 her mother and sister finally made it to usa like after six whole years they finally made it to usa but what trang hoped from their return a complete happy family was not what she got her mother accused her father of cheating and they soon got divorced In the custody battle Trang was sent to live with her mother and sister Trang too received more than enough marks in SAT and was accepted to every university she applied to including Harvard I've seen those videos of people getting accepted into Harvard and I'm just sitting here like I'm so happy for you <laughs> That is so cool Yeah it's like oh, oh man At first glance Sinadu and Trang had a lot in common. Heavy weight of their f- they had the heavy weight of family expectations. They were very shy around others and the circumstances that they grew up in, the kind the kind of school that they later go on to, but there was there were a lot of stark differences between them. While Sinadu had almost no one in US except for her cousins who she didn't bond with much. Trang le- leaned on her family in Medford. She visited home every weekend and maintained a B plus average and was overall pretty popular. Sinedu, on the other hand, maintained a B average and struggled with the realization that she wasn't the smartest in the class anymore. She had very few family members in the states, but she didn't even call her parents back home. Ethiopian people in Harvard, like the Ethiopian crowd in Harvard, was really really small 
and she started feeling more and more lonely. She believed that she had to appear normal to get accepted into the American society and the normal that she needed to be had to be Americanized. She reminded herself to make eye contact. She reminded herself to not bring up uncomfortable topics in the conversations and she realized that she needed to master the art of small talk. And yeah. this is all written in her diary. Like, that's Honestly, mastering the art of small talk is such important. Because <laughs> I, I can completely relate to her when it comes to the anxiety of talking to people. Because this is how I went when I was in, even in high school. Except for the two people that I, two, uh, I think three people that I specifically spoke to the most. Without with them, I was comfortable. I was really awkward, but I was really comfortable with them, so it wasn't a problem. But with other people, I had to constantly remind myself to be, you know, uh, if they say this, try not to be awkward. Try not to say stuff like, yeah, so yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> dot 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 dot. <laughs> Don't say that. So that was that was a real thing. Like trying to not appear a certain way. I understand she took the pretending to be normal to a different level. But I can completely yeah. understand the mental pressure, the mental stress of trying to fit into a crowd, be normal, talk to people. And yeah, maybe if I go through my old diary, there will be certain things where I have written in asterisks and highlighted it, you know, be a certain <laughs> way and stuff. That's, that's super relatable. But at no point have I ever, ever thought that I was you know I was to appear normal extremely normal there there seems to be a clear disconnect in the way she's thinking here yeah I feel like that has to do with how her parents uh, kind of were paranoid of they really discouraged other relationships that their kids formed with uh, their friends and stuff so they constantly told the children that you know you can't trust anyone other than blood relations and stuff like that. So I feel like that is why she kind of doesn't, isn't able to connect with people because you haven't done that throughout your life. And then suddenly you're in college, then you have to do that. It's kind of difficult. Yeah. Even that, that's one of my fears, you know, but not forming friendships at all and not finding anything or anybody genuine over any interest which i think there was a lack of interest in anything here if i'm not wrong maybe i i, I don't know because she I... she doesn't really speak about her interests no maybe. she doesn't is there is there a point where she used to like a certain sort of music or anything or... no 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 it's not i haven't come across you see that. that kind of helps you make friends so maybe because of the complete isolation and the fear of uh, trusting the wrong people i think the extreme fear yeah that was one of the reasons why she was so isolated and so cut off from everybody else mm-hmm. what a mess so she desperately wanted to make american friends but was plagued with her parents' paranoia that they planted in her. And the only close relationship that she managed to make in her first year in Harvard was with her roommate, Anna. But in 1993, Anna said that she was leaving after the first year. And Sinadu was mad. She felt rejected. And she she was just plain pissed man she she just did not like this so she stayed with cousins in brookline over the summer 
That's wrong. Now, yeah, that's wrong. That's, that's so, so wrong. toxic. <laughs> you can't. It's pretty do toxic. I mean, of course, so much internalized fear, anger, mm-hmm. isolation, loneliness. No, I feel like this was like, like she's finally made a close friend. another close friend is like you know i have to leave maybe she perceived that as a betrayal of sorts and it's like oh. you know my parents were right that's a very you know. strong word <laughs> betrayal exactly oh. exactly i know i'm pretty sure i feel like that's what she was going through cuz later on you'll realize that her emotions were all dialed up way too much like whatever a normal person would feel in that situation she feels that 10 times more like if your roommate left you would be kind of sad right you would be kind of of course you know, if like, you have mm. friends i'd definitely feel sad and at some point i'll probably call and text and be like bro i miss you <laughs> exactly crying emoji crying emoji but um <laughs> i don't think i'll definitely be like oh yeah you're betraying me bro huh wanna fight I don't think I'll do that. Exactly. I'm pretty so, sure I won't do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not normal. But is but is Sena do normal here? That's she isn't. The, she isn't. She isn't. No, she isn't. You'll get to know later. But uh, she Let's has see. quite a lot of underlying issues that she should have uh, dealt with a lot earlier in life. Maybe go to a counselor. No, she did try to. She did she try did? to. Yep. The and that's why Harvard was getting sued, but we will come to that later. Oh god, this gets so, interesting, doesn't it? Is it gets very interesting. Oh. So at a point she became so despondent, uh despondent. Wow, I have forgotten English. At a point she became so despondent, she sent letters to random people in Harvard begging for friendship. The letters included the following lines. I'm desperate. Most of my days are barren, long and boring. Even the days I call happy are randomly pierced with pain. My problem is I'm not bonding with people. I'm so desperate. Please don't close the door in my face. Exactly. That That's sounds a lot. Uh, like a lot. That's sad. Yeah, it uh, it made me <sighs> feel really kind of something. Mm-hmm. That's new. <laughs> but uh uh-huh. 2020 has been really bland <laughs> but um yeah wow okay oh yeah one the, woman the responded thing about to the... not closing doors on her face exactly oh that feels like she feels really betrayed i know right that it sounds very poetically betrayed she was very poetic she could go for poetry uh huh that that's going to sound wrong at some point <laughs> but i support if sinadu was a poet instead see a lot of the, the stuff is that these people are super intelligent i mean like she got into harvards and stuff so right? yeah so she did if she was like even if she was introverted cuz i'm very introverted but even if she was introverted the way she was she could have uh, like diverted all of this attention towards something like writing and poetry maybe she would have mm-hmm. found more joy in, in that and then maybe made yeah, friends and, through her exactly poetry. i was going to just say that because yeah th- there must be quite a lot of clubs right for mm-hmm. poetry and shit mm-hmm. so So one woman responded to the letter but became alarmed by the bizarre writings record and recording Sinedu sent her in return. She had no further contact with Sinedu. Another woman found the letter obnoxious and 
sent it to a friend who worked at Harvard to review. In 1993, the academic year, she would li- uh, wow. In the 1993 academic year, she would live in Dunster dorms and roomed with Trank. She looked forward to rooming with someone, and she thought of this as a new opportunity to, to make to finally make a friend. Because it's like the roommate has to be there. Like there's nowhere else for the roommate to go, so they <laughs> have to stay with you. They have to be friends with you to yeah. survive. Yeah, exactly. So. She was like, finally. But You're trapped Trang with on me the... here. <laughs> <laughs> but Trang didn't realize how important this rooming situation was to Sinedu. Just after they moved in together, Sinedu told her parents Trang was her best friend, even though they hardly knew each other at the point. This scares me. Yeah, the whole story, yeah. this scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it it hit some uh, real, like, close cords to my heart oh god <laughs> uh-huh. drama <laughs> oh no uh trang at the time actually had a vietnamese a vietnamese best friend called tao and obviously sinadu was pretty jealous of tao and trang's friendship and what? she thought that yeah she was pretty jealous man oh god she was she's jealous an variety. angry jealous person <laughs> She is, she is. Oh, that's a recipe for disaster, dude. Uh Uh-huh. So, Trang, but, you know, Trang was really, really sweet. She would always go out of her way to be nice to Sinedu, even though, you know, she was just, Sinedu was just a depressed, sad, lonely person. And that is who she was, actually, at the time when she was in Harvard. Depression uh, was her major fun of her. personality trait at this point. Because like the whole story is just her being depressed. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's not to make jokes or anything. But See, genuinely. Like, in in this thing, way. there is like a clear day and night situation. Which happens very rarely. But then even Trang was, also came from like a very hard situation. She was also born in like a a war-stricken area and then she moved out and the same similar um visa problems and stuff and she uh, the uh, came from ethiopia but then both of them are so different like this yeah, is a clear exactly. day and night situation where where trang is making friends more more like she's an amazing amazing person she's very dedicated and everything on the other hand, Sinadu is just struggling to keep her mental health at bay. And yeah. I don't know, for some reason, she's not getting professional help. Like, yeah. writing letters to random people? No. <laughs> That's like mm-hmm. texting random people on Insta being like, hi, will you be my friend? That's going to be yeah. creepy to some. Some some people are just going to be like, oh, yeah. And then, by chance, if it's a creep, finish. Khatam. Wasted. So, if it's a creep, wait for uh, your name on some newspaper ka headline found in a ditch. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's very risky. Okay. I don't know why she did that. Bad move. Exactly. But, uh, right. So, Trang was really sweet. She would go out of her way to be nice to Sinatu. But Sinatu just pretty much envied Trang all the time. She was jealous of the marks that Trang got. I mean, Sinedo had a B plus, B average and Trang had a B plus average. It's not that big of a deal. It's like 80, 85. Chill. 
but uh, i still remember somebody was ready to fight because someone else got one mark more than them in 8th grade so yeah 8th grade was 8th grade and half a mark that was a bad combination oh god especially those teachers who gave you 19 and a half in a 20 marks test mhm right as i said sinadu just basically envied trang a lot like she was jealous of the grades that this woman got trang got she was jealous of how close sinadu uh, what sinadu was jealous of how close trang was with her family and her connections to her vietnamese roots cuz and it's it's basically the story, entire story is just how sinadu just you know lives within herself no one knows that she's depressed and on the outside sinadu and trang seem to get along pretty well so no one would have seen this coming i mean sinadu does sound like the kind of kid who would sit alone in the very back of the cafeteria mm. and would stab someone with a butter knife oh, no. so when trang was away with family uh, on the weekend as i said she would go to her family every week- weekend sinadu would just sit in her room and just basically brood all day long i would vibe with she, myself play some music draw yeah, some man. stuff being alone is fun why is sinadu making it seem so sad because it is sad for her she wants company now uh sinadu Sinadu she actually knew that she needed help so she went to the Harvard counselor once a month that is all she got she would be counseled for once a month because the university even though it's freaking Harvard and Harvard costs a lot didn't have money to give more counseling to people honestly like, i'm going to be i'm going to be very honest here my college like i was feeling really rough because of the last few months and 2020 is weird and i already am i, I have trouble talking to people it, it rains me a lot so basically i went to my counselor and i told her and one session with her and she realized i was in trouble i was like I, i'm i'm very uh, like i'm having a lot of problem so she told me that i'm to meet her once a like once every week for a couple of months and i'm so nice. proud that she did that because it makes me feel like i have somewhere to fall back on and i'm ready nice, to man. work on my problems so that's really nice yeah i have a session with her i'm so happy oh <laughs> okay so now we're at third year of harvard and trang decides to bunk with sinadu the next year too more i mean she decides to bunk with sinadu for the third year also and this is like more out of convenience than choice but sinadu thought that this is just another opportunity to become closer to trang and finally become to finally have a friend because she's already gone two years without literally anybody because um there was this one kid called uh, Nebetelahu and he is actually Ethiopian and he went to the same school that Sinadu did she they went they both went to IS ICS and now he's in Harvard too so he was the only person from uh back home that she knew but she still uh, kind of distanced herself from him for literally no reason i don't know why she didn't 
for the third year also but it's like more out of convenience than choice and throughout like the two years that sridu has been in harvard her illness her mental illnesses remain completely in dark because she's only getting one month with the counselor and she doesn't have enough money to counseling outside because that yeah. shit is expensive i understand one session is freaking 1000 rupees <laughs> so but her behavior had starkly changed in the summer and she had become very messy sinadu had and instead of asking sinadu to be tidier trang because she was such a sweet person she just did not like confrontation she just couldn't do it so she just hung up a big cloth like a bed sheet or something to divide both of their areas and towards the summer actually trang asked the authorities to get a different room she wanted to move out and like get a different roommate but the authorities denied her denied her request and this later comes up because her family then is like bro she asked to switch why didn't you let her that could have saved her life if someone tells you that they want to change rooms it's definitely because something's up it's not like they exactly. they bunk for two years and then all of a sudden on the third year she's just like oh, i can't do this it's not I like know. she has a record of con- conveniently changing rooms every single time but she just did that for the third year probably something did come up they should have looked into it more i feel like they i think uh, colleges should allow us to you know room with whoever we want yeah exactly because not everybody is going to vibe exactly. and since we are living together i might as well like since i'm paying so much to the college i might as well have the rights to bunk with whoever i want i worked hard enough to get here so now that sridu was uh, i mean trang was uh denied that you know she was told that she couldn't change roommates she decided to spend a minimum time in her room and studied in the library just basically stayed over at friends and shit so sinadu now could feel trang pulling away and she started she she literally started calling trang's family in metford while trang was in campus ew avoiding her roommate like mm-hmm. trang wouldn't tell sinadu where she was and she would just roam around in the campus stay over at friends and stuff and sinadu would call up trang's family in who lived in medford and she would be like where's trang and they didn't really know what to answer cuz like she wasn't in medford so what are they going to say in april 1995 trang told sinadu that she wanted to change accommodations in fall and she wanted to leave so when trang left the room Sinadu followed her sobbing and pleading her to stay. Trang genuinely felt guilty about it but Tao Trang's 
uh, Chang's best friend, convinced her that she wasn't doing anything wrong and it's okay to not want to stay with someone. Exactly. It's not a compulsion, you know. But Sinaru then refused to talk to Chang after that and wrote her a letter saying, you will always have your family to go to, but I won't. And also she calls her very mean for wanting her to leave, for wanting to leave her. Uh, Trang wrote back a very carefully worded letter in which she said, now this is why I'm saying Trang is literally the sweetest person ever and doesn't want to hurt Sinaru at all. She -hmm. just wanted to live her life. She just wanted to live her life. But sadly, she got paired up with a roommate who had serious issues. Trang wrote back a very carefully worded letter in which she, she said, I have no resentment against you. We just have very different living habits i have been very tolerant with you and i respect you so you should respect my decision i hope we can be friends oh my god that's so sweet exactly she she literally says i hope we can be friends but sinadu honey you could definitely be friends she just told you she doesn't want you to completely like go off the charts with her she sinadu needs control i think she has an issue with control she wants to control people in her life but i mean having nobody and like, then having someone who gives so much patience and attention to you that can do stuff to your brain yeah i guess sinadu is clingy that's the word for her she's very toxic manipulative sinadu saw trying as a traitor and she didn't want to continue being friends with her she started shrinking from social connections altogether instead of begging for them and even began growing distant from fellow Ethiopian student Neb Talahu, who was the only person she could relate to. In May 1995, she was at her lowest, very paranoid, and she basically just felt that everyone was laughing at her, and she was obsessed with Trang's traitorous behavior. She writes in a diary later, The bad way I see out is suicide. The good way I see out is murder, savoring their fear, and then suicide. Oh my god, why is that the good way? No. I don't know. Senator. No. I feel like she saw rejection as someone telling her that she as a person wasn't valuable. And her only response to that was to destroy that person and herself. This is so scary because, like, Trang had no control over this. Exactly. And this is my biggest fear. This is my biggest fear. This is, at the, at this point, this is wh- when I decide not to be human anymore. No, no, not even this point. This has been my fear for all of my life. Yeah, that's why I haven't been making friends. Even friends, at some point, do this. And being a true crime mm. junkie, the one thing that gets in your brain is that what if this happens to me? Because mm-hmm. someone who's heard and been so interested in all this stuff and been aware of what can happen. Exactly. This just makes the whole idea of, bro, I know this could happen to anybody, including me. And that exactly. scares me. That scares me. To another level. Gosh, Sinaru is every person's worst nightmare. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's such weird attachment issues. Oh, it's giving me chills. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly, oh. it does. 
you found the the case that like actually gets me nervous you know yay so uh she finally came to the conclusion that other people wouldn't like her ever and that they will pay for that tedas then purchased two knives and a length of rope the next day and the week before the murder tedas sent a photograph of herself with an anonymous note to the harvard crimson saying keep this picture there will be a very juicy story involving this woman who did that sinedu did that my she god Th- own- this is where she gets cocky <laughs> right this is where she gets yeah. cocky this is where she's like if i'm going to do it i might as well like save the moment get exactly. my 5 seconds of fame eek shake she basically yeah. sends her photo to the harvard crimson which is the newspaper there and writes keep this picture there will soon be a very juicy story involving this woman <laughs> the newspaper ka name is crimson <laughs> exactly i was like kya matlab you when i when i heard that i there are quite a few articles out there by the harvard crimson and i was like bro is this only for harvard true crime Yeah that's or what <laughs> Like how many true crimes are there in Harvard that you made an entire newspaper out of it stay out of Harvard Or or maybe okay. it's just because Harvard ka building is red and the logo is red so they're like oh crimson She then took one final exam and that was that on May 25th 1995 a week before uh, I mean sorry May 25th 1995 Sunday before the finals week Sinedu called Neb to have lunch with her and they both met up and Neb later says that she kind of seemed relieved he later realizes that she was actually saying goodbye to him before she killed herself Students at the Dunster dormitory in Harvard awoke to screams sirens and a blood splattered courtyard on a Sunday after the finals week when a Near old pre-med student stabbed her roommate to death, wounded an overnight guest and then barricaded herself in a bathroom where she hanged herself. Now the guest that I was talking about was The guest was Tao, 26 years old, the best friend, right? Yeah, she was uh Trang's best friend. So oh that Oh my god, Sinedu killed her also. No, she didn't. So that night what basically happened was Sinedu was on her side of the room because the room is divided by cloth right mm-hmm. so she <clears throat> she was on her side of the room this is saturday night the day before the murder and on the other side of the room there was Tao and there was Trang and they were basically just laughing about something and she started feeling that they were laughing about her it's like everything is about her <laughs> and it's just oh god So she kind of she was super pissed so she just goes back to bed and Tao that day decides to stay over at Trang's dorm in the morning Tao says she heard um Sinedu's 8 a- 8 a.m. uh what do you say alarm ring and she wakes this woman up she wakes Trang up these names are so difficult to uh move about but i'm trying my best so Tao hears her alarm um Sinedu's alarm 8 a.m. alarm and she wakes Trang up but Trang tells her that it's Sinedu's alarm so they go back to bed and they hear uh, Sinedu walking to the bathroom 
and that's when Sinidu like ties the noose and stuff and then she comes back and then she takes out a knife and walks to to their bed and starts stabbing uh, Trang and both of them wake up Trang and Tao both of them wake up and Tao is like both of them are screaming because like what the hell and then Trang uh, sorry and then Tao kind of she gets a lot of defensive wounds and then just jumps out of the bed and runs out of the room uh she's like shouting across shouting all the way down the hallway on the courtyard just begging anyone to help students say that they found uh tao in the courtyard screaming and bleeding she was apparently screaming stuff like friend roommate stab someone killed my friend and it's like just no one could understand what she was saying and that's wow so in the days after the murder it was speculated on campus and in the press that tedes had resorted to violence only because ho um trang ho had asked not to room with her again in the fall members of tedes's family countered that she was the one who opted out of the rooming with ho as she was often alone in the dormitory because she would stay because trang would stay with family in medford which is like why are you blaming the victim for wanting to spend time with her family exactly. that is not right i mean your daughter is still the one who killed so exactly and also sinedo lied that she was the one who didn't want to room with uh trang because that's mm-hmm. not what happened i mean her family and... isn't there so like whatever sinedo told them they exactly, probably know that's that the much. truth for them it's not the blaming part i think mm-hmm. So no but then they say that uh the re- the the reason that Sinedu opted out of the doming situation was because Trang wanted to spend time with her family only. It's like you can't blame you can't say that. I'm yeah, sorry. she doesn't owe you anything. She's just staying there cuz she has to. God. The entitlement. So Oh, I know right. Chang's Chang Ho's family thought Harvard could have prevented her death. In 1998, they actually filed a lawsuit against the school alleging wrongful death, conscious uh, pain and suffering and emotional distress. And charging the university as well as various people in charge of the Dunster House, uh, the dormitories with negligence. They felt that the university had plenty of evidence that Teres was losing her mind. and becoming fixated on violent vengeance and that the university could have prevented the deaths now after the murder the a debate actually arose um, at harvard over whether the school should establish a scholarship in the name of both girls or only hoes they actually just decided to do the latter and now the students can apply for the trang ho public service fellowship to pay for charitable work during the summer after junior year so they did one thing good why But, would they even consider doing it for both the girls cuz like sinedu was seriously uh, mentally ill you know she had a quite quite a lot of issues going on she still killed someone mentally ill or not killing someone is no getting okay. a lot of backlash na because uh, that is okay that is okay college could have prevented it and all but in the end of the day 
why would you want a charitable fund on someone who killed someone yes okay maybe on the name of sinadu you can give out free counseling sessions exactly but then not a trust exactly that's wrong <laughs> so that was the story of trang ho a sweet girl who never wanted to hurt anyone and whose life was snatched away from her but this is also a story of the troubled mind of sinadu my but you know my biggest question here throughout the research of this was if sinadu wouldn't have killed herself and she were to stand trial would she get away with the insanity plea okay this is difficult i think yes yeah i think yes too i think yes because because of their constant depression but i don't think anybody has gotten away with murder just because they were depressed no but um there would have been premeditation also she would have she I went mean, out she bought the stuff and then she went up a week before and, yeah and then she put up the alarm and then she went up and uh, you know if they had woken up at 8 am and just like you know good morning let's move let's go out that would have saved everybody i, I mean the, well the, i still don't know if sinadu would have chased them around with a knife she she probably would have but she snapped um, but um, if if trang was allowed to move uh, to another dorm and room with someone else her life would have been saved dude so yeah that was the case of sinadu and trang i really want to have a ma- name this episode trang ho because i don't want to give sinadu that much of um attention and that much the murder of trango yeah that's what i want to do uh and maybe we can like write in brackets sinadu because when usually people will type in sinadu so they can find us mm. but yeah i mean that was the case i hope you guys enjoyed yeah this case this case literally gave me shivers cuz this is this is one Same of my way. biggest fears one getting kidnapped second just yeah getting kidnapped basically um getting held hostage cuz let's be honest here if sinadu was given the opportunity she would have held trying hostage mm i mean having her room with her was basically her form of holding captivity cuz like uh trang can't live leave anymore so uh, this makes me very uncomfortable physically it makes me it really made me uncomfortable cuz like we're going to college and this is a bad time why would you do this to this, me this was <laughs> yes <laughs> i have achieved the goal oh don't worry about it i have a better case for you next week <laughs> oh no <laughs> i know you are a vegetarian and i'm going to get back to you at that Why we did soap lady you don't have to do this. Anyways uh thank you so much for everybody who listened and um wow i'm so surprised we already have 60 people listening to us Exactly we have 61 followers on Spotify right now so that's Yay. a big thing for me cuz it's just been a month over I'm a month I'm super proud and- i mean Wow. Thank you guys so 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 much for listening to us, showing us so much love and yes. And if you want to know exactly when we, you know, the minute we drop an episode, 
subscribe and follow wherever you listen to our podcast cuz turn on the, the notifications posts and uh, leave a nice sweet review if you can thank you thank you so much thank you so much for spending this evening with us or morning or whatever no it's nice um what did i want to say nothing man just have be no man bye stay safe make good decisions <laughs> if you're facing any mental or emotional issues um try to talk to someone a friend if if you're like senado um there's a lot of online counseling options out there now and they're pretty uh feasible and affordable so maybe try that also uh there is this certain uh, instagram page called stranger meets stranger um they arrange oh. youtube sessions uh the youtube no they arrange zoom sessions for people oh, i was like oh. no no they arrange zoom sessions for you and uh, there are people like who are actual uh, therapists and psychiatrists um they're working for them voluntarily so yeah you'll always have somebody to check up on you and they're super sweet and i have one of my friends who's part of it so oh wow yeah if you if any of you uh, feel like you need someone to talk to um stranger meets stranger on instagram is there um we'll probably add them in the description yes um, yes you yes. can check them out definitely so yeah that's that great helps. man <laughs> uh we hope you who are having a great day great night I have no um expectations from 2021 so I'm not going to say a great next year but um a better next year yeah happy new year i guess by the time this comes out kudos to personal growth new year. give yourself a pat on the back for surviving 2020 wearing a mask if you did and being a responsible citizen yours yeah Okay, uh that's that. Um so tune in next week and we get to hear about the teenage cannibal that now I have to restrain myself from googling. You can google. It's going to change anyway. I'll take some mother case which is even more no, 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 no. I'm not going to google. I'm slimy, not going to google. Slimy. No. No. No, you have to do this on. Okay, <laughs> so that goodbye. Bye-bye. Wow, nice outro. <laughs>